0: Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the Gospel of the Day. I am James Thomas. Today is Saturday, October the 7th, 2023. It is the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, also known as Our Lady of Victory. Today's reading is from the Gospel according to St. Luke. The 72 disciples returned rejoicing and said to Jesus, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have observed Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. At that very moment, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I give you praise, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. For although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Turning to the disciples in private, he said, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I say to you, many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. So once again, our Lord is very smart, in case you were wondering about that. He's wiser than we are to the nth degree. And he has arranged this reading to come on the 26th Saturday of Ordinary Time. And it just happens to be the feast in which we celebrate victory. Our gospel reading shows, as we've had a continuum from the previous days, the 72 are returning and they were excited. You know, it's funny, when this was originally presented in Luke's gospel in the last chapter, it didn't say anything about demons. It said, cure the sick and proclaim the kingdom. But then it says, as they went and did their work, they expelled demons And now that's the part they're most excited about. We get excited about conquering bad guys. And I mean, yeah, in our sinful state, we want to just go conquer everybody. We have a lot of feelings of revenge and temptations to do that and things like that. But at the very least, we don't want to see the bullies win at the very least. Like we, these movies that, that are out there that have good versus evil, they do so well. Why? Because, We've seen evil in our lives, and we want it to be conquered. We don't want the bullies to win. We don't want the bad guys to win. Since the fall of mankind, Satan has just messed us up in so many different ways, hurt us in so many ways, spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. We see the problem of evil all around us. We see little children that suffer. We see so many things, and Jesus has come to conquer the kingdom of Satan in this world and in general, and he's come to bring us a new kingdom. So in proclaiming the kingdom, we got to get rid of the old one. And so the disciples are excited to see that demons were subject to them and that they were able to drive them out. And then Jesus says, yes, I observed him fall like lightning from the sky. I've seen it in the past. I've seen it just recently with the good work you were doing. And I give you the power to do this upon the full force of the enemy and nothing will harm you. That's powerful. Oh my goodness. When you consider how powerful these demons are by nature, because they were some of the highest angels in heaven, definitely by the on the level of nature, more powerful than us in so many ways yet. He has given us power over them if we are in the state of grace, if we are united with him. And yet he says, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I was just thinking this morning, I'm recently just reading a lot about healing and miracles and I've experienced a lot in my own life and I'd like to... uh, maybe write something about this or just just really start talking more and more about the miracles that I've experienced. And whenever I tell these stories, people love them. And I was thinking about one story because it illustrates the point Jesus is making here. Uh, I was participating in a healing service, healing mass actually, and we prayed over hundreds and hundreds of people. And I guess there was some healing here and there. I wasn't really paying attention. In fact, I was busy and I had somewhere else to go. So I prayed over a lot of different people and then I was going to my car because I had to go. I had another appointment and my mother shows up and she's, I think she was there the whole time, but for some reason she came up to me at the last minute. I think it was her friend that she had tried to get to come to this healing service wasn't there on time. So her friend finally comes up and the friend was elderly and she was kind of shaken a little bit and she, you know, had plenty of her own issues, but one of her issues at that time was she had really bad arthritis in her hands. So bad that she couldn't fully extend her hands. They were all shriveled up. And my mom was saying to me, can you please, you know, pray over this, my friend, please pray over this woman. You know, she has bad arthritis in her hands. And I was in a bad mood. Cause I'm like, mom, we've been here this whole time. I got somewhere to go. I don't have time right now. She's like, you come over. <laughs> She's saying this to a grown man. You come over here right now and pray over my friend. And I said, "Okay, all right, come here, come here, give me your hand." Okay, and, and I'm so annoyed. I'm being such a we could call it a brat. I don't know what you want to call it, but I prayed over the woman's hands. I jumped in the car and took off. As I took off, her hand straightened out. It was a full healing. The Lord healed this woman's hands. Now she had a lot of other health problems, and eventually, after the next couple of years, she did pass away. But it was an all-out miracle, and it proves. Our Lord's point here, don't rejoice over the miracles, rejoice that you're going to go to heaven. See, at that moment, I was not being a nice person and I'm not saying I did something horribly offensive. In fact, no, I did take the time to pray over her, but I was in a bad mood. I had a lot of negative stuff going through my mind at that moment and I was being disrespectful to my mother. And I don't know if her friend caught on or what, I think she was kind of just preoccupied with wanting healing for her hands. But I've actually, that's happened a few different times in my life where the Lord's working a miracle despite the fact that I'm not in a good place. So what does that say? Well, number one, praise God that he performs the miracle. But number two, I mean... He doesn't need us to be in the state of grace. I'm not saying I wasn't in the state of grace, but he doesn't need us. He does whatever he wants. And sometimes, well, as the Bible says, God's power is made perfect in weakness. So there I was in a foul mood and the Lord performed the miracle. And if I was going to rejoice over something, yeah, later when I heard about it, I rejoiced over the miracle. But Jesus says, rejoice rather that you're, you're in a good moral place or <laughs> rejoice rather that you're going to go to heaven. In other words, yeah, God can perform miracles through evil people. And I was in a little place of evil at that time. It wasn't the worst evil ever, but it was a little bit of evil. And that's, I mean, there was another story where I, I prayed over somebody as they were dying and and they, I don't know, I was just, I wasn't supposed to be there. Somebody else was supposed to go and I was there and I, the person was waiting for me and for my prayers and my blessing. And then they died right after I blessed them. And the whole family was so overwhelmed. They all went back to church after that. And I was in such a foul mood because I had other things to do. I was being very self-centered at that moment. And yet the Lord worked his miracle through me and brought all those people back to church. And then for like years after that, they said that they were back in church because of me and I always tried to be quick to correct them. No, if it was up to me that day, nothing good would have happened. You're back in church because the Lord used me, this broken vessel, to do his will. Anyway, today we celebrate uh, a great victory and many other victories just like it. Our Lady of the Rosary is synonymous with Our Lady of Victory. When we, I mentioned Notre Dame the other day. People think they're Catholic because they go to Notre Dame games, even though they don't go to church. Anyway, we're not going to address that today, but Notre Dame, our lady, that title, that, that name that comes from this feast day, our lady of victory. Um, so that's why a Notre Dame game, if you go to a game, they, they scream our lady of victory, pray for us, you know, and they, they dedicate everything to her um, because of this feast and it has to do with the rosary. I'll tell you about the feast, but man, there's so many other stories just like it. Um, It was in the Middle Ages. It was at the end of the Crusades. The Muslims had conquered almost all of Europe, and they came with a fleet of like 10,000. And the last Christian stronghold was this little town of Lepanto, a seaport in Italy, where there were like 300 soldiers left. And... That if they had won that victory that day, which they were seemingly going to do by common sense standards, uh, they would have completed their whole conquest of Europe. They would have taken over everything. They would have won and they would have just driven the Christians so far back. They never would have been able to recover. And the pope at that time asked everyone to pray the rosary for victory. And the pope went to Lepanto and, and he and a bunch of priests and bishops, they blessed the soldiers. And they sat there and they kneeled and they prayed. They prayed the rosary in particular, asking Our Lady for victory. And the tens of thousands versus the 300 lost. The 300 were able to hold the seaport and drive back the Muslims. And that undid all the progress that the Muslims had made. And the Christians were victorious that day. So it happened on October 7th. I forget the exact year. It was definitely a long time ago, 600, 700 years ago. And so they declared that day, October 7th, this day, to be the Feast of Our Lady of Victory, the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary. And just with the Rosary, I mean, with prayer in general, but specifically this prayer, there are so many stories. I mean, it's a very similar story as the Battle of New Orleans. The British were, I mean, the war, there was already a peace treaty declared, but. The British Navy coming up through the Gulf of Mexico didn't know that. And their plan was to conquer New Orleans and then to come right up into the center of our country and reconquer America for England. Very few people know this story. There had already been fighting around the Virginia, D.C. area. And even there, I mean, we should have lost these battles, but God intervened. There were tornadoes in places where you'd never see them, and, and just the British Army was was harmed by a lot of these natural occurrences. But then the British Navy was coming up through the Gulf of Mexico, and uh, the Americans really should have lost and it was Andrew Jackson. He was, I believe, a general at the time. Before he became president, he put together a ragtag bunch of soldiers to defend New Orleans. Remember, New Orleans with a cat, was a Catholic settlement. And as it is with so many Catholic settlements, um, they go immoral <laughs> in not a lot of time. So here we are, people that go to church all the time and pray their rosary, but also New Orleans, party town. It was a party town back then. And the people were lazy. And Andrew Jackson went down in there with a bunch of militia that he had picked up along the way and said, we have to defend this city or we're going to lose the entire country. And in Washington, they didn't even know yet that this was going on. But he put everybody together. He placed everybody. But the most important thing was that the people who couldn't fight were back at home praying while the Navy came up through the Gulf. They started their attack. The Americans, it's a great story to read because there's a lot of little things going on here. We we use guerrilla warfare when the, the the English were not using that. So they couldn't get any sleep because the Americans were using, um, you know, slingshots and hitting their windows, you know, the night before the battle and all this kind of stuff. And the Americans ended up attacking them by jumping out of trees and stuff. But anyway, it was a miraculous victory that the Americans achieved that day. Um, rather that was achieved for them. God intervened. The British were only attacking one particular spot, and that was the spot the the Americans had fortified. If they had gone anywhere else, they would have lost. I mean, the British would have won. The Americans would have lost. They would have taken New Orleans. They would have retaken the whole country uh, because there was nothing else. There was no military from there all the way up into the interior. Most of our military was focused on the eastern shores. So the people were back home praying the rosary. I look at that as very similar to uh, the battle of Lepanto, the battle of new Orleans. And it was the rosary that won the day that day. And there's so many other stories, you know, when, when the rosary was given to the world by our lady through St. Dominic, it was to conquer, to get rid of the Albigensian heresy. So many people were leaving the church. This is back in the 1200s due to this heresy. And, They were joining the Albigensians, they were leaving Christianity, and St. Dominic founded the order of preachers, and and they trained themselves, and they went out and preached to the people and tried to win them back, and they couldn't do it. And even though his preaching was great, and they were well-educated, this is a great order in the church, and it still is to this day, but they couldn't do it. So St. Dominic went out into the wilderness and did a long retreat, and while he was out there praying, the Blessed Mother appeared to him. And gave him the rosary and explained the rosary to him and said, I want you to tell people to pray the rosary. Now, apparently there had been some form of the rosary before that. Monks used to use beads. There were 150 of them to count the Psalms. When they didn't remember the Psalms, they would say, Our Fathers and Hail Marys. Um, it was really around that time St. Francis started emphasizing the importance of meditating on the passion of our Lord as well as the infancy of our Lord. So in a lot of ways, these things coincide. But then Mary definitively gave St. Dominic the rosary and and gave him the 15 mysteries, uh, the joyful, sorrowful, and glorious, and said, if you pray this and you preach this, get everybody to pray it, the Albigensian heresy will be conquered. Other heresies will be conquered as well. People will come back to the faith. This is for conversion to pray this rosary. It is also for peace. And over the centuries, so many promises have been attached to the rosary that there would be peace among people that there would be salvation. She promises that if someone prays the rosary faithfully every day, that person will not suffer the fires of hell. So we are grateful to our Lord and our blessed mother for this feast day, for this victory. We know that the most important thing is that our names are written in heaven. Yet we still are fighting this battle here on earth and to see that the demons Literally, the demons of oppression and, and all this kind of stuff, hauntings and curses and all this, literally, they are conquered by Jesus's name, and by Our Lady. We see it all the time. But also, we see the conquering of evil, uh, just in bringing about peace and bringing about peace in one's heart that then gets contagious to one's family, one's neighborhood, and one's country, and one's world through the praying of the rosary. So we ask our Lord that we may become more and more dedicated to fighting for peace through prayer. And specifically on this day, we focus on the rosary. We ask our Lord that we may have the grace to, uh, to pray the rosary, to love the rosary, to love Our Lady, and to pray the rosary daily for our own salvation and for the salvation of the world. Hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.